Everybody, this is Tova from Operation Tube Top, and uh, it is a Thursday morning, and it is raining, and it's gray, and it's actually not that cold, so I'm totally fine with it. The only bummer was this afternoon, evening, I was supposed to go to a friend's house for a barbecue. We still haven't decided if we're going to do that or we're going to end up in DeCapo, so <clears throat> stay tuned for that update on Instagram. Um, <clears throat> I woke up with a bit of a frog in my throat. I don't know if it's allergies or a cold, so um, yeah, living on the edge. The um, the big news in Austria right now, I'm not going to do a news segment today because there's actually not that much going on, but the thing that's been kind of making the headlines is that Uber no longer at this point exists in Austria. So uh, to be fair, I've never really used Uber except with other people. So it's not going to affect me that much, but <clears throat> I'm kind of bummed about it because I was hoping to start using it. Um, so this episode is just going to be kind of updating everybody because I haven't been blogging since I've been trying to set up my new website and it's just been really chaotic the last few weeks. Isn't busy at work. Things have been a little bit crazy at home. So um, yeah, I haven't really had time to blog, so this will be kind of an episode of catching everybody up on what's new. Of course, if you follow me on Facebook or on Instagram, you'll see that I've been up to a lot of things, as usual, <clears throat> but I'm trying to do a little bit more of a, of a balance in general, uh, trying to not go out so late and trying to be mature. For example, last Friday, uh, a couple friends were in town, and I gave myself a cutout cut off time at 9.20 p.m. and I stuck to it. I was so proud of myself. I even wrote a friend and said, hey, look, I'm leaving. Oh, look at that. Um, so I just, uh, I want my weekends to be not me exhausted. So I'm trying to be more mature. We'll see how tonight goes. So uh, I am going on holiday soon in about two and a half weeks. And uh, I'm going on my own because it's hard to travel with uh, the kid because, um, as you guys all know, who listen regularly, he is autistic and we haven't attempted a plane ride since he was about two and a half. So one day, one day we'll get there. Uh, I'm also hoping maybe this summer in August going away for a couple of nights with him, uh, so he can run around in the green and kind of get all that extra energy that he has where I don't know where he gets it from. <clears throat> Sorry for clearing my throat this whole time. So my trip is going to be pretty epic. Uh, usually I go to Canada for a week and a half. Uh, this year I decided I wanted to try something different. And I'm not a big um, on-my-own type of traveler. I've traveled since I was probably under two because of my parents' job, uh, my dad's job. But uh, I don't have a fear of traveling, but usually I like to go to places where I know somebody or I know the place. So this is kind of going out of my comfort zone for part of the trip. So the plan is on <clears throat> May 14th, Monday, I'm going to be flying to New York. I'm landing in Newark, and I will be staying in Brooklyn for three nights. And for two of those nights, uh, a really dear friend of mine is going to be staying with me. She actually found the place. So I'm very grateful for her for having done that. 
the first night I will be on my own. <clears throat> I will probably be heading to a pizza place and watching uh, TV. That's kind of my, uh, my MO when I go uh, on holiday. And then after the three nights, so again, sorry, if I don't see you when I'm in New York, I'm really sorry. The time is pretty tight. Uh, after my trip to <clears throat> New York, to Brooklyn, which I've never been to Brooklyn before, so that should be interesting. I'm flying to L.A., and uh, this to me is just uh, blowing my mind. I've always wanted to go to L.A. Uh, people who have been to L.A. before are always like, you know, it's not going to be what you expect. And I'm like, am I not going to be eating at the Polo Club with George Clooney? Is that not on the itinerary? Uh, but no, I kind of have an idea of what L.A. is like. I've watched The O.C. Thank you very much. Uh, but I'll be staying with friends uh, just a little bit um, in Topanga Canyon. And I'm so excited. I'm so grateful they're putting me up for four nights. <clears throat> I promise to behave. And uh I, they say they have a pool, so I'm going to be probably swimming a lot, and I cannot wait. I am just, I'm, I'm losing my mind. It's this to me a complete dream to uh, see the West Coast. I've never seen the West Coast, so that's going to be pretty amazing. I'm also going to probably see a couple of friends while I'm there, um, probably on my last day because I arrive Thursday and then Monday night at 11:30 at night I am flying out from LAX. <laughs> so exciting to say that. Um, I am flying to Savannah. So the flight takes me to Atlanta and then a bit of a stopover for an hour or two and then I fly on to Savannah. Now, uh, I have talked about this in my blog in the past. I have Instagrammed it. I have talked about it to people on the street. Uh, Savannah has been um, my dream destination since I was probably about 12 or 13 years old. And the reason was I had picked up a book called Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. And immediately I was obsessed with this city. This city just seems to me, I kind of imagine this is what, where I, I, I probably should live at some point in my life or in the past. Uh, there's something that's always drawn me in. And anytime I see anything that has to do with Savannah, I'm like, gotta, gotta look at this. And I feel like I already know the city because I read this book every spring and it's kind of my traditional spring read. I have different books for different seasons and uh, summer is always the great Gatsby, but this, uh, this is my spring read and I'm going to see the city. And the thing that was so funny is <clears throat> I was looking at places to stay and I decided I would Airbnb it. And I saw this beautiful apartment I didn't know exactly where it was. It kind of shows you the area, and it's in this kind of near a square. And I thought, okay, well, this this looks like an incredible place to stay. It's so beautifully designed inside, and this will be great. This is exactly the type of Savannah experience I need to have. And when I got the confirmation and I actually uh, got the address, I, of course, immediately went to Google Maps. And... I'm right across from the Mercer House, uh, which is featured in this book, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. So um, I lost my mind a little bit. I am just, I, I can't believe it. I i tear up just thinking about it because uh, I just never, I just never thought that I would be able to experience this. So uh, I'm going for two nights to Savannah on my own. I've actually reached out to some people I don't know on the internet who, uh, we have a common love of a podcast and I wrote their kind of private group and I was like, listen, I'm going to be in Savannah on my own. Anybody up for a drink? And a couple of people were like, yeah, we could do that. So I'm hopefully going to be meeting a couple of really cool ladies and, uh, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm kind of going completely out of my comfort zone. I'm going on my own somewhere 
where I don't know anybody and I'm meeting people off the internet. So um, I'll be telling everyone my coordinates, just, you know, checking to make sure I'm still alive. Uh, so then after the two nights in Savannah, since I don't drive, um, I had to, of course, figure out how I was going to get to my next destination. There's a train that runs once a day or twice a day at really odd hours and reading internet reviews, apparently not, um, not reliable. I'm so used to European travel where, um, when a train is late by three minutes, you kind of have a little hissy fit. So I found a shuttle bus that will take me from Savannah to the next stop, which will be Charleston. And now uh, this is another dream, but this is a more recent dream. I didn't know much about Charleston, uh, until I started watching a TV show called Southern Charm. And uh, it's a reality TV show. Apologies. Also, apologies if you hear the noise outside. A garbage truck has just pulled up. Um, so I'm going to be going to Charleston based on this TV show, Southern Charm, which I've been watching now for about, I think, five or six years. And to see that it was only two hours away from Savannah, I was like, well, if I'm in the area. And I'm staying at a pretty crappy motel, but it's right downtown, and uh, it's got a pool, so I'm really excited. The other thing I've done, <clears throat> again, it never hurts to ask, I wrote a guy who had been on Southern Charm, and I, uh, he's a menswear designer, and I kind of direct messaged him on Instagram, and I was like, listen, I'm starting a website kind of based on my blog, would you be up for an interview? And so he sent me his email address, and I wrote him, I'm still waiting to hear a confirmation if he's in town and if we can meet up. So, uh, yeah, it's all very surreal. So after my two nights in Charleston, I'll be flying to New York in the morning and then flying out of New York back to Vienna. So it's just under two weeks that I'm going on this trip and I'm going to miss my son so, so much. And, uh, two weeks is the longest I've ever been apart from him, but it's good to take a break, uh, in general, not from my child. Of course, I don't want to take a break from him, but it's good to get a little bit, get out of Vienna, um, get out of Austria, and just for two weeks really do as little as possible, even though I will be traveling a lot. Uh, the whole experience for me is going to be, I know, very cathartic and something I need and kind of um, give me a different perspective on life at this point. And I kind of have been stagnant in a way of, um, well, that's ridiculous. I haven't. Uh, <laughs> I'm lying. I'm lying to all of you. I feel like I've been kind of figuring out what my next steps are going to be. Uh, with autism in Vienna, you know, it's been quite a challenge to raise enough money and we've been able to do some great events, but it's hard and it's difficult. And especially when German is not my native language and I <laughs> struggle sometimes and, you know, being a foreigner here. So it has been a, definitely a challenge, but uh, I got to a point a few weeks ago where I was thinking, is, is this all worth it, um, all this energy and stress that I put into it? And then I hear from a parent who thanks me, and I'm like, yeah, it is worth it. Uh, and I'm making a better future for my son, so I have to just keep at it. And, of course, just kind of around the time when I was starting to doubt uh, what I was doing, I got an email from someone who works at another organization here. And now we have kind of teamed up, and we are inviting all the other different organizations that work with autism uh, for a drink uh, in May. So uh, you kill them with kindness. Uh, you get more bees with honey. Oh, yeah, and I'll be coming back with a southern accent just to warn all of you because that seems to be – I don't get British accents when I talk to British people, but southern, a couple drinks, ugh, it's going to be awful. I'm going to be Scarlett O'Hara. So that's my trip coming up. Autism in Vienna, still doing it. Um, I actually have a few – uh, exciting projects in the works 
uh, coming up as well. That'll be uh, more around June because uh, for the two weeks that I'm in May, gone in May, I'm not bringing my laptop. I am going to pretty much be online showing everybody what I'm doing, but offline when it comes to work because I, I do need a break. Uh, website update for tovamar.com. That is coming slowly. I have most of it set up. I just have to write a couple of things on it and, of course, link my domain name, stuff that I really dislike doing, and then, because uh, it's hard and it makes me have to think about it, I'm hoping to launch that just before my trip. If not, it'll be after my trip, and it'll be all about my trip, <clears throat> plus an interview, hopefully, with a reality TV star. Um, I'm also almost done writing a book. So uh, I've been writing for the last few years a book about my experiences in Vienna, autism, everything that I've been doing, and it just got very difficult uh, to write about my life because things keep developing and changing, and also... Um, it was just a challenge. It's a challenge to kind of take a step back and also writing an autobiography at 37, unless I'm Britney Spears, it just is a little disingenuous at this point. So, uh, I decided that I was going to go a completely different direction and write a book that I would like to read while sitting on a beach or, um, you know, on holiday on the plane. So I've, I've been writing a total beach read. It's very exciting. Uh, I'm almost done. I, I'm hoping that I can actually self-publish it May 8th. That's kind of my goal date. I have just a few more chapters to write, little chapters, and then I have to, of course, proofread and edit it, and uh, then I'm uploading it. And, uh, you know, if, if it sells decently, that will give me the, um, the ego boost to write my next book, which is actually going to be about Vienna. Uh, of course, uh, not... Uh, completely true. Names will be changed, but it'll be about uh, some of the experiences that I have gone through here, but um, maybe embellished or changed or maybe not embellished at all, maybe toned down. <laughs> it's an interesting city. So the book that I'm almost finished with will be called the Hashtag It Girl, and it doesn't take place in Vienna. It doesn't even take place in Europe, and uh, please, please buy it when I publish it because it would help tremendously um, for everything because uh, we have a lot of costs at this point so yeah just uh, it would be awesome if it does reasonably okay and then I can get started and justify why I write and uh, then I can get the next book out which would be kind of gossipy and fun and you guys can all guess who's who um, please don't sue me and let's see what else is new. Uh, I have my new Canadian passport so getting a passport at the embassy here is incredibly um, smooth and easy. They have a new system where you make an appointment, which I love. I think that's fantastic. And it took just over a week for a new one to arrive. And it's now valid for 10 years, which is this new thing that they came up with, which I'm ecstatic about. The picture sucks, but I don't care. I've got my passport ready to travel. Um, also, just the other week, I did a talk for Italian students. So I received a message from a woman from Trentino, uh, which is kind of the north of Italy, uh, near um, Gardese, um, I don't even know what that is in English, and uh, near Verona, as one person told me. And um, so they wrote me because they had students that were coming to Vienna to learn about autism. Uh, I guess they were looking into the scientific side, and what they're doing is kind of, I think, for their last year of school, they're going to be doing peer work with uh, people with autism, children and teenagers with autism in their town, which is just such a 
fantastic idea. So they're learning a little bit about it. And when they contacted me, I was like, well, I'm not a psychologist and I'm not a scientist. I'm just a parent. Um, and they were like, no, no, that's great. So I gave the talk at Museums Quartier outside because we couldn't find a location. Uh, hopefully when I have enough money, I can have a location and give talks all the time. Uh, so I showed up and um, teenagers, regardless from where they're from, are all the same. Uh, <laughs> in packs, in groups, they're a little intimidating and uh, I am not cool. So I talked for about 45 minutes. They were actually really lovely kids, very attentive. And, uh, you know, they asked a few questions. And, of course, I gave them facts. And uh, we talked about how much it costs to, you know, provide therapy for children. And you give them big numbers. That always shocks them. And then, of course, I talked about this uh, this kind of TV host called Carly Fleischman. She's nonverbal autistic. And one of her first interviews was with Channing Tatum. So when I said Channing Tatum... Uh, I looked around the group, you know, waiting for them to go, oh, yeah, um, nothing. Nobody knew Channing Tatum. And I was like, oh, I'm so uncool. And, um, yeah, it's it's weird to suddenly go from being, you know, reasonably kind of hip to stuff to being not hip at all. And, uh, yeah, the funny thing was is that uh, they could have been from anywhere as teenagers. They could have been from any country until I showed them at the end a picture of my son. And then it was, oh, mama mia, que bella. Oh, and like, they were so excited. I'm like, Italians rock. They love children. Big fan of the Italians. Always have been, always will be. Uh, another place I probably should have lived. <laughs> probably would have been a little bit different. So, yeah, that was definitely a very, very exciting, um, terrifying thing to do uh, to give a talk. And I think the, the best thing to hear after a talk for me, was one of the teachers said to me, like, oh, it seems like you do this quite often. And I was like, talk? Yes. Give talks? Not so much. But I like to go down that route, and that is definitely going to be something that I'm going to be aiming to do more of, because I do uh, enjoy it very much, and uh, I'd like people to listen to me, ergo podcast. Um, on Tuesday, I met up with a couple of buddies for some small beers at Beaver Brewing Company, and then I had my networking therapy night therapy networking night there and uh, just a couple people showed up it's beautiful weather people don't really want to work after work <laughs> so uh, the great thing was that our son's therapist dropped by for a little bit and uh, she had done kind of an intense session with him and our two therapy aides and the amazing thing was that she showed a picture of me and he looked at it and he said mama so of course I started to cry um this is my dream. He used to say mommy and daddy. And if he could start saying mama again, meaning me, um, that would be incredible. So, um, now I'm tearing up again. It's, uh, it's, it's incredible. It's all these little things that can make, um, everything just seem better, even when you might be going through hell. So, um, we're going to work on that. It also seems that the kid is showing a little bit more interest in using a tablet to tell people um, what he wants. So the therapy aides are working on that right now. That would be absolutely incredible to have him be able to communicate more. He's a very, very smart kid. And, uh, you know, we're seeing definitely little steps in his development. I mean, it's never going to be lineal linear, uh, math. uh, it's going to go up and down. And I know with therapy the last few weeks, he's been a little bit more challenging for the therapy aids with us. He's been okay, but I think it's all a question of, we don't make him do that much stuff. <laughs> um, 
Also, let's see. So that's great news about the kid. Very excited. Uh, onwards and upwards. Uh, we have summer vacation coming up for two months. That's going to be um, a challenge, of course, when you have two working parents. Uh, and there's no real summer camp for him. <laughs> we'll figure it out somehow. Um, the next thing is, yeah, I have a couple of past podcasts that I posted uh, the other week. Uh, one of them was with a man called Martin Habacha. He has brittle bone disease, and he calls himself the uh, Austria's littlest YouTuber. And uh, it's quite an interesting um, interview. I definitely recommend tuning in, kind of talking about disabilities and his work and as a you know multimedia manager and also kind of what technology has given him. This is something that I've, I've talked about a few times is that when people bitch about technology and, you know, and smartphones and how everyone's plugged in, as a parent who's seeing their child learning how to communicate with technology, it's very important for people to understand how important technology is and how it has changed people's quality of life for the better. And for example, this man, Martin, that I talked to, he's saying he's got friends all around the world that he can talk to. And, you know, people are reaching out. People with autism are able to communicate across the globe. You're not so alone. So um, in the future, when you bitch about technology, also realize that it has provided so much for so many people. And um, of course, you don't need to have your kids plugged into um you know, the internet or their smartphones all the time. But for many, many families, that's the only way their child can kind of be in public is to be plugged in. So if you see a kid that's online or on their tablet kind of staring at it, there might be a situation where that kid is actually autistic or sensory overload. So um, just don't judge. <laughs> I mean, you can judge Crocs, but otherwise try not to judge. I've learned that um, as I go through this, I hate the term, but this journey of autism is um, how different I look at the world and how different I look at parenting. And uh, it's, uh, it's yeah, I never thought I'd be going down this path. And I never thought I'd be going to Savannah. So here we are. Uh, the other interview that I posted was with Margaret Plummer. She's a mezzo-soprano at the uh, State Opera House. Lovely woman uh, and someone who just is a lot of fun and uh, has a great amount of energy. So tune in. The sound wasn't perfect because we were at the opera cafe and uh, people seem to see a microphone and want to be louder around it. I don't know why. So that kind of wraps it up. The only thing is, I guess, two big stories or one big story uh, and then one suggestion, but I'll start with the suggestion. I love podcasts. They have been for the past year and a bit kind of a great way for me to uh, run. I run listening to them because uh, music, I will burn out too fast. Damn you, Miley Cyrus. Um, so one that was suggested to me or recommended to me a while ago was actually one called You Must Remember This. And I decided to check it out uh, and finally kind of dig into it. And it's amazing. So it's written by a woman named Karina Longworth. And she talks about old Hollywood. She talks about all the old stories of Joan Crawford, Elizabeth Taylor, uh, Barbara Streisand, but the stories that you generally don't know. And this is right up my alley because when I lived back in Vienna or Vienna back in the nineties, uh, we had pretty much one English channel and I think it was called Turner classics and they'd show all these great old films with Judy Garland and Ingrid Bergman. And I kind of, during my 
big developmental years, watch these oldies over and over again. So uh, I have a very skewed perception of what is life and um, romance. But the thing is, this podcast is fantastic because it really delves into, as I said before, stories you will never hear about. And wow, did people sleep around in old Hollywood? Let me tell you. Um, I'm currently listening to her series on Charles Manson's Hollywood. And uh, that's terrifying because I'm going to L.A., but it's really well done. And uh, it's not as graphic as other podcasts I have listened to about Charles Manson. It's just uh, horrifying, but it's a very great series on You Must Remember This. So I definitely, definitely recommend checking out that podcast. And then the big, big news. So uh, if you're like me and you're a true crime fan, which I have been also for many years since I was a kid, uh, a little morbid, but I've always loved true crime stories. And if you listen to My Favorite Murder, which is my favorite podcast, uh, <laughs> they talk about uh, true crime. And an episode just recently covered a book called I'll Be Gone in the Night, or I'll Be Gone in the Dark, uh, by Michelle McNamara. So this woman was married to one of my favorite comedic actors, uh, Patton Oswalt. And she had been for years researching um, a cold case of the Golden State Killer, also known as the East Area Rapist. And she had worked tirelessly on this book and, you know, was quasi-obsessed with this case. And she unfortunately passed away a couple years ago unexpectedly, and her husband was able to kind of piece it together as well as the team that was working with her. And the book has just kind of been a bestseller. Everyone in the community of My Favorite Murder has picked it up. I plan to pick it up as soon as I have enough money on my credit card. Um, uh, But it's, um, uh, yeah, the story is chilling. And the thing is, is I had watched a documentary about this case uh, a few years ago, and it's haunted me uh, for so long because it is, it's absolutely terrifying. It is the boogeyman. It is everything that we fear. It's um, a man going into a house where there is a couple, not just a woman walking alone at two in the morning. It's, it's facing every fear that we have as, especially women. So um, it's a fascinating case. And the big news yesterday is they caught him and it's, it's wild. And the community of, you know, my favorite murder and everyone who's followed this case, uh, just exploding. This is, and also it's this, it's this bittersweetness of this woman, Michelle McNamara, who wrote this book was so passionate about finding this man and she doesn't get to see it. And, um, uh, tearing up because I think that's just, you know, your life work and not being able to, to kind of, Uh, revel in it. So uh, I'm very excited to listen to the next installment of My Favorite Murder. They did kind of an emergency podcast, which I've downloaded this morning, and I will be listening to it on my way to work, where I need to head slowly, Uh, because it's Thursday, and I gotta go to work. Uh, Yeah, gosh, I can't believe I teared up about that. So that is very exciting. Um, Those are the updates for now. Of course, there will be many more. And as I said, hopefully May 8th, I will have my book out, the I, the hashtag it girl. Um, I'm warning you, it is not um, 
it's not fine literature, it is not going to be life-changing, but there's a makeover and uh, there's a little bit of reality TV, actually there's a lot of reality TV in it, and it's what I would want to read when I just don't want to think about anything important. So again, thank you everybody for listening, shares are always appreciated, and uh, the next podcast, I'm not sure when it will be because I am gearing up for my trip. But uh, I'll keep you guys all updated, and I promise to have my website up and running soon. So I hope you have a great Thursday, and uh, as I always say, toodles.